we have a quorum, and it's according to AT&T, it's 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, new commission member introduction. Um, I mentioned last time, just want to make sure everybody's aware that Ash moved to Minneapolis, so he resigned from the commission. And Patricia Butler is also no longer on the commission, so we're back to being down two. So, Gary, we don't have to keep track of alternates anymore, so you can vote and count as a quorum all the time we add more people back again. So that makes it a little bit easier. Uh, and I think we, we've been going over the parliamentary procedure. I think the important thing is just to make sure that um, everybody gives everybody a fair opportunity to talk, and um, I think that's all we need to say about that. So did everybody have a chance to look at the minutes from last time? Move approval. Second. There's a motion and a second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carried. I don't believe I see anybody who's here for public comment. This is folks from Metro, and unless you have anything under this section of the agenda. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I don't believe we have anything for D there. Disclosures and recusals. Anybody have any disclosures or recusals? Okay. So let's move on to new business. Item F1. So, Crystal? Hello. Um, so before you is a resolution amending the non-competitive contract with Beaton Hunt. Um, they have been our uh, consultant and doing the design work for phase one. They also did the master plan for the modifications and refurbish of the bus garage. Um, the phase two portion, uh, well, phase one is the addition for the service lane and modifications for e-buses. Phase two is the HVAC system. Um, and so what this part does is it, first of all, um, based on the master plan, would reduce the amount of equipment by 25%, um, improve the air quality, circulation, and distribution within the building. Um, the other thing that that does is it um, eliminates the negative pressure that we currently have in the building. The uh, system that we have in there now is old but powerful, and if we were to turn it on full blast, we kind of suck everything right into it. So um, the anticipated lifespan of the new equipment, <coughs> excuse me, be about 20 to 30 years, um, and it also allows for uh, space for future solar project. Move approval. Second. A motion and a second discussion. Yeah. Any questions for Crystal? Okay, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carried. Okay, item F2. F2, um, the item before you is an amendment to our capital budget at Metro um, in order to acquire equipment uh, in order to provide service to Sun Prairie. Uh, we don't currently have, we have not yet signed a contract with Sun Prairie for service um, that's in the works and it's going well, working through that process. But the lead time to order the equipment um, is a little bit longer than the contracting period of time. So we'd like to go ahead and get that order 
underway and make the adjustment to our budget. I would move uh, recommend approval. I'll second. Okay, there's a motion and a second. Any discussion? Um, Slum Prairie has approved uh, the budget for the service in their annual budget process, or I'm sorry, but in their process. So that money has been approved and the contract um, actually on their part has been going very quickly. Yep. But we just, a little ahead. In just briefly, of, I'm sorry. In terms of recovering the money um, for, the, for the outlay, I don't know that that's in the um, contract for purchase of service in case the contract didn't go through. I don't think you can actually do that without a contract. Um, but once um, they become part of our partner group, then the cost um, of recovering um, the capital gets spread out as part of our funding uh, formula. Just briefly, I, I want to congratulate Metro. Uh, this is a great step forward. Some of us that have been around, around for a while have really wanted this to happen with other communities, uh, you know, to expand the network of uh, our, our partners and uh, really make this a really regional Dane County system. And congratulations, and hopefully the communities south and east of here will jump on board, so to speak. Thank you. <laughs> the Thank you. There will be a public hearing next month if, if it gets approved by... This is Later a, on the agenda. a big deal. It's been a long time since we've yeah, been able to add um, a new community. And we're very pleased. Sun Prairie has been quite dedicated and persistent, um, including in our Tiger Grant applications, um, offering financial support as being a local funder and partner. Uh, so we're, we're really just tickled pink. Just want to mention, I volunteer a couple of days a week up in Sun Prairie, actually, and they are jazzed about this as well. I, I was thinking this is just totally under the radar, but this is well known up yeah. in Sun Prairie. So. Okay, further discussion? All right, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carried. Thank you. Okay. All right, item F3. Drew? Well, speaking of Sun Prairie, you'll see it as part of my little show and tell here. Yeah, we are going to be requesting a public hearing for um, April 24th. Um, we've got a, in front of this body, we've got a series of changes that, that we're recommending, and um, the Sun Prairie service will be part of that. And um, in the next two weeks, we're going to be, or the next week, actually, we're going to be finalizing the, the, main, the main package that goes out to everybody that shows kind of in detail the service changes and why we're doing it. But for right now, I'll, I'll give you a quick summary of what all the exciting things you can expect at, with that packet. Um, the first is uh, we're going to, we're proposing to revise Route 11. Um, it, to increase the coverage area on kind of the, the near southwest side uh, neighborhoods and give them direct service to the UW Hospital and campus area. Right now they've got a 
kind of backtrack to the west transfer point and then right all the way back in on another route. So this will give them the, the direct service. The next one is um, more substantial. We're looking at a restructure of, of three routes on the east side. Um, I don't think we got this in our packet. That's why everybody's no, there. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. We didn't. It's just, I just got it up on the screen. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll send you the, the main packet. We were just, sometimes we like to follow along, so people oh, are sure. shuffling their papers, that's why. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I just, yeah, that's this fine. is kind Go of ahead. notes, and I thought I'd, mm -hmm. all right. Um, anyway, uh, a restructure of, of three routes on the east side to uh, give all day service to the Owl Creek neighborhood and Dutch Mill Park and Ride Lot. Um, currently, it's, it's kind of a weird situation, the Route 31, the Owl Creek route, it runs during the peak periods on weekdays, does not run midday, and, and then runs at night and all day on weekends. So it's kind of a strange deal. We're, we're proposing to make it a all-day, everyday route, just consistent. Um, that was a new route just recently that was requested, correct? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was what, five years ago now? Okay. Yeah, it came out of the Owl Creek Neighborhood Resource yeah. Team. Even on the I remember that. Yeah. I remember when we approved that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that route, the the Owl Creek route 31, would also become the service to the new Penny Branch Library, which is going in on the corner of Cottage Grove Road and Dempsey Road. Um, so the Owl Creek folks would have a direct shot at the library, and uh, that, again, that would be service to that library all day, every day, which. Um, they wouldn't have unless we did this restructure. And then um, we're also looking at increasing the frequency on, on the campus circulator route of 84, which is a afternoon route that takes Eagle Heights residents from the main campus kind of directly out to Eagle Heights, and they're not having to contend with the, the overloads on, on the other circulator, Route 80, which is kind of a conveyor belt. So... Um, that's not a service reduction, it's actually a service increase, but we're going to have it have the details on here. And we, have, we also have a couple of odds and ends scheduling tweaks, um, no service reduction in those either. It's just a matter of kind of reallocating a few minutes from one side of the route and putting it on the other to try to improve our on-time performance. So those aren't big. The, the, the big one is going to be the uh, restructure of those three east side routes, the 31, 34, and 39. And the addition of Sun Prairie. And the addition of Sun Prairie, which is coming up. Here, I'm going to show you a map. Mm -hmm. Let's do that one next, then. Drew, when you say restructuring, basically what you it's no new drivers, no new buses. It's just reshuffling what you have right. at different time slots. And that's a good point, because how we had to do this was remain cost-neutral. And, and that was the old squeeze the balloon here to get it to pop out over here routine where, you know, since, since we're not going to have any new uh, operating funding for that service, we, we had to get it from somewhere else. And so we'll show you the results of that creative endeavor. <laughs> and I, you guys did get a, a map of the Sun Prairie service, I hope? Okay, good. Um, it's, it's a little... Uh, messy uh, map, I'm afraid. I'm sorry about that. Um, this is this is kind of the finalized version before we start locating bus stops in Sun Prairie. You can see some in along East Washington and Madison. Um, 
the, the general idea with this service is to, A, provide commuter service from Sun Prairie to Madison, but also, and this is kind of the cool part, <laughs> is, is provide service from Madison out to the businesses in southwest Sun Prairie in that, um, I think they call it the Prairie Ridge uh, development, where there's, you know, there's a, a, a super-duper Walmart, a Target, a theater. There's all kinds of things going on out there. And so the idea is to make this route work in both directions. So we're kind of reverse commuting people out to Sun Prairie to work in the morning and then bringing the Sun Prairie residents in to Madison to work. Yeah, kind of like what happened with, uh, with uh, the Route 75 Verona route. And, and we'll, we'll give you a little more detail on the exact streets and bus stop locations uh, next time around, but I just wanted to give you an idea of what it looks like. Um, it operates limited stop on East Washington Avenue. We're proposing to have it stop near East Town. Um, also near, uh, well, at, at the bottom of Wright Street in East Wash for, for Madison College. Um, East Wash and Milwaukee Street, there's a lot of transfer opportunities that can happen there with routes coming, well, both from the east and the north. And then uh, we'll, we'll uh, keep right on sailing up to the square. And With the higher concentration of commercial um, space that's going on kind of, I guess, on the near east side where um, – Galaxy and the Lyric and some of those new Desert Inn uh, store buildings. Was there any discussion about adding a stop in that vicinity? There, there was. And Sun Prairie staff want to be real conservative with this thing going into it because they want to make sure it's on time and consistently, you know, to make it very attractive to their commuters. And so it could be that that's something we'll add when we see how, how well the, the on-time performance of this thing is once it's up and operating. So from point A, farthest part in Sun Prairie to its turnaround in Madison, is it like going to do a half hour uh, thing? How many buses are you going to need for this? It, it's uh, three buses running on a 90-minute cycle, which means okay. 30 minutes between each bus. Yep. So those are the three buses were we approved exactly right. the refitting of earlier. Yeah. yeah. Rebecca? And then. So how would how does is this going to take up some of the Route 25 traffic at all? Do you think to Ampham Land? It could. It certainly could. And and at one time we had actually had a design where we incorporated Route 25 into this thing. And again, we ran into some scheduling problems with that, and we decided to just let this be standalone. So if, if something does need to be changed, we won't also affect Route 25. And, and so as, as it rolls out the door, it's just going to be we're tentatively calling it Route 23. Um, it'll be Route 23, and then if, if it looks like we can, we'll, we'll try to roll Route 25 into it because we'd, we'd like to use that Route 25 bus yeah. as well yeah. in, yeah. in the Route 6, but that's another story. My understanding from reading the background information is that the agreement with Sun Prairie hasn't been finalized yet. Does it? It's just it's surprising to me to make all this investment without having an agreement in place. Yeah, you missed some conversation yeah, from earlier. Yeah. But if you, Crystal, do you want to maybe just sort of recap for Bridget what we said earlier? Thanks. The contract is almost ready to go. Mm -hmm. 
our discussion prior to this is that some prairies already approved the funding for the route in their budget um, and um, the contract is well on its way. It's just that the lead time for doing all these preparations exceeds what it takes to actually get a contract together. So we're, we need this lead time to have the public hearing to get that in place, to have the buses and have the equipment, um, whereas actually doing a contract doesn't take that much time. It takes us more time to do the equipment preparations. It's just surprising that you wouldn't have, I guess, so I'm just used to dealing with different mm -hmm. circumstances, so you wouldn't have the contract in place now. So well, we are normal here? We already approved the capital expenditures earlier before you arrived, right. so. Mm -hmm. Right, but there's no contract I in place. I wouldn't yet. say that it's normal. Okay. I'm saying, uh, I think it would be fair to say that Sun Prairie has been um, an active and eager uh, requester of being able to partner with us when we submitted our tiger, last Tiger Grant. Uh, Sun Prairie had um, money on the table that they were um, an active partner in providing the local share um, in order to help match funds for that uh, application. So they've, they've been um, more than just giving us um, verbal assurances. Uh, they've gone to great lengths with their transit commission and their mayor um, and other projects that we've worked on uh, to try to bring this service to fruition. I guess if the Tiger Grant didn't, I mean, that is something I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, but if the Tiger Grant didn't uh, require an agreement in place before the project agreement was signed. Um, yeah, they've, they've been pretty solid. You have, you have no sign that, that there's going to be any issues here. No, the, I, as uh, Ken had mentioned earlier, the enthusiasm in Sun Prairie um, is strong. I, yeah, I was getting the impression that they actually wanted it on the street even earlier than were able to do it. They're, they've been very excited. And you, there's no worry of changing um, political climate there or an eventual reluctance by elected officials to actually sign? I, have, I haven't detected it. Different parts of the state then. Okay. Yep. Got no, it. the, the um, political bodies there, it's been broadly supported. Okay. Did you have any other comments about the schedules? Anybody? I have one other question. Sure. Go ahead, Jessica. Um, out of curiosity, as you're working on scheduling, how long do you typically build in for each stop? Like, how does that affect your calculations, I guess, on route timing? We, uh, it, there's a whole question I know, but well, no, that's fine. There, there's a lot of variables that go into it, into the schedule, and, and we we kind of base it on what we call running time, how much it actually takes to cover a X number of distance, and the more stops that, that are included in that distance, the, the slower we calculate the running time to be. Well, this one we're going to be able to move it along fairly quickly, in spite of you know the uh, signals along East Washington Avenue. It's still going to move quite a bit quicker than than uh, a lot of the other service that stops, you know, more frequently. So uh, that being said, that we usually average something like 30 seconds per bus stop. 30 seconds. Now, if you you know you're getting a big load, that's going to be higher. If, if somebody's boarding with a wheelchair, that's going to make it longer as well. But usually, we, we say 30 seconds to a minute at the most. Other comments. Well, I should point one other thing out. Okay. I don't know if you guys can see the little hand. I'm going to move it up here by Sun Prairie. Right 
here. Can you hit the plus button and blow oh, I bet I could. Yes, thank you. Let me do it one more time. Yeah, right here in this corner is uh, a new. Wow, look at that! A, um, <laughs> a potentially uh, a new park and ride lot. Oh. Um, when when Sun Prairie was first um, uh, floating the idea of, of bus service. They, they did a very comprehensive uh, survey of Sun Prairie residents and asked them, you know, what would you like to see in this route? And, and one of the top items was a park and ride lot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you can't get to the route by walking or whatever, it would be nice to have a central location to pick it up. So Sun Prairie has a, a parcel of land in that little corner there. And, and it's going to be large enough for initially at least a 60-car lot, we think. And, and so we kind of designed this route with that in mind. There also just happens to be a nice high residential, high density residential area in that, in that neck of the woods as well. So I think, we're, I think that's going to be a real busy part of the route over there. They're looking to make immediate improvements. Yeah. What was that, Crystal? They're, they're um, looking to make immediate improvements to that, oh. that lot. Right now it's just uh, vacant. And they're going to try to roll out the pavement and all the markings and things by the time this goes into uh, service in late August. Right. The St. Mary's Urgent Care Center there? Yeah, kind of. It's it's not too far from the Y out there. Yeah, it's... Down uh, there. Isn't the Y the other side of... Yeah, it's over. We're on, well, actually, I think we're on the same side as the Y. But yeah, and, um, I wish I had the... Looks is it like in the residential neighborhood or out or like across the Reiner Road from it? It's across. It's across the road, right? It's, yeah, um, the street that from the um, south from you to that lot is currently undeveloped. Yeah, there's there's. It's set up for residential. Yeah, because Reiner Road is. I got my hand there, on it. and the the park and ride lot is actually on this kind of this western side of the street. Does not even show up there? Kind of. But, yeah, so the park and ride lot is, is across Reiner Road from the main um, residential neighborhood. I see some people coming from Columbus or someplace like that and parking there. Potentially. And yeah, it yeah. could easily happen. Rather than driving More into Madison. Yep. It may, <laughs> it may take off just like the, the Verona service did. Near the SSM emergency center, is that what you're Yes, that's so what that's she was saying. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. yep. That's right. Okay. Hey, we need a um, motion to uh, approve scheduling the public hearing. Did, did we have more information about the middle schools? Uh, oh, did you want to talk about that? Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, I can do that. Um, glad I brought that. Glad I brought that up. Um, the, the school district is going to be. Transitioning from our service, right now we provide much of their their uh, fixed route service, and, uh, and along with the high schools, they're going to be transitioning to uh, yellow buses over the next three years, um, partly from their needs of, of wanting some of the middle schools, if not all of them, to start later than they do currently. And the, the, the way we've got things arranged right now, a bus will leave the garage, go out and do a middle school route, and then it'll immediately, once it drops the kids off at the middle school, it'll immediately go out and do a high school trip. So we, we're using one bus for, for two trips. 
Well, if they move the middle school times to more or less the same as high school times, that would double up the number of buses that would be needed, and we can't do that. They also um, have expressed an interest in being able to have uh, chaperones along on, on some of these trips, and that's not really possible with our, our service, but it certainly is possible with the yellow buses. So they're, they're making the transition over the next, next three years. Um, the first, this, this fall, 2019, the, the first three, the, well, the first two that are disappearing from our service are Cherokee and Jefferson. Um, we don't currently do Spring Harbor, so that one, uh, you, you can see it, it's in the kind of the pinkish color there, um, which, which ones are disappearing each year. Um, so we're, we're going we're gonna to give up two of them this fall, uh, three during the fall of 2020, which would be Hamilton, Toki, and Wright. And then the final year, 21-22, it will be Blackhawk, O'Keefe, Senate, Sherman, and Whitehorse Middle Schools. Um, the, the, the bonus of this is, is after this transition period, it's going to free up some buses for other service elsewhere in the system. You know, we'll be able to address some chronic overloads that we're having and, and maybe finally get another bus out on, uh, on the Verona route. And so it'll give us some flexibility as well. I think, it's a, I think it's a great situation, actually. See a little ridership dip, perhaps, but I think the benefits kind of outweigh that. Other, um, other comments or questions about uh, the proposed service changes? We'll hear more about them at the next meeting. At the next meeting. Or actually on April 24th. Well, that's the public hearing. But, okay. yeah, we can bring the, the – we'll send out the entire packet. Okay. And well in advance of that. Okay. Okay, so we need a motion to actually schedule a public hearing. So moved. Schedule a public hearing. Yes, schedule a public hearing. So there's a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carried. Okay, then we move on to the informational presentations. I just learned that Tom Lynch is not able to be here this evening, so item G1, um, if we could have a motion to refer that to the next meeting. There's a motion. Second. And a second. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, motion carried. Uh, Yang, the Transportation uh, Commission work plan. Uh, Sure. Just introduce this. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, so everybody, I think, have a copy of the, the proposal work plan. Um, so, um, you know, we, we talk about a uh, uh, little bit of this at uh, one of the previous meetings that uh, um, we may want to begin, actually, look at the, you know, the beginning of the year, uh, starting in July instead of uh, uh, January, since uh, you know, all appointments will be um, uh, done in, in April. The new, new, board, new members will be on board uh, <coughs> at the time frame. Um, and also, there are uh, you know, a few things that kind of happens in the time period as well. For example, the, the, the budget. Um, so we kind of uh, started that way uh, with quarter quarter one from uh, July to September. Uh, the, the idea is that uh, um, at the end of uh, uh, you know each uh, let's call it uh, you know the 
the work plan year or kind of, you know, the, um, you know, we could come out of means, right? But we check with the attorney's office. Uh, they don't think that it's, a, it's an issue. It should already be covered by the by the work plan. We just say each year instead of saying, you know, um, uh, so basically we can define when we start the, the year with. So the idea is that um, uh, by end of, uh, uh, let's say, June each year, uh, we have a work plan approved by this body for, uh, you know, the, the following year, starting from July. Um, so for so, so for one starts from July, uh, and uh, uh, do you guys want me to go through some of the, the highlights of it? Probably. Do you uh -huh. have an opportunity to, to review the work plan? Yeah. Okay, great. So maybe, why don't you just sure. talk in, in, uh, in highlights in terms sure. of... Sure. Right. So just point a few things out, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for quarter one, you know, the biggest thing, one of the biggest things would be the organization meeting. Um, so a chance for the, the, the commission to... Uh, to review any organizational issues with new members uh, uh, on board. Probably elect the chair is what we had talked about in our special meeting. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, we talking about have a joint meeting with the transportation policy planning board. So that probably be a good time to do it. Uh, also, that's kind of a uh, you know we're in the budget season. So uh, would be a lot of mutual issues that uh, you know both bodies would be interested in collaborating on. Um, we have a uh, you know regular reports uh, program for um, staff from police department, from uh, metro transit, from parking utility. Those are quarterly reports. Um, And we're trying to arrange those, uh, you know, at the first, uh, let's see, as we had some discussion on that, actually the first meeting of the second month, you know, quarter. So uh, we'll try to do that as much as possible. So kind of provide some consistency uh, for the staff and uh, the agencies involved so you can be better prepared. And, and those are typically as of calendar month then. So calendar quarters, mm -hmm. and then we give them like a month to get the information. Correct. Yeah. So they, they have a, you know, a, a little bit over a month to prepare the reports for the previous quarter. So it's uh, timely and also uh, it should be doable for, for staff as well. And, uh, um, you know, we're going to have the metro, uh, metro annual financial statement all done by that time. So that would be a good time to, to go. Uh, also, um, that's, that's also a good time for us to review the crossing guards assignments and modifications. Uh, typically, um, typically that's a time that uh, uh, you know traffic engineering and uh, the police department work on the uh, start work on that. So it'd be good good time for uh, for this body to give uh, give input. Um, along with school zone safety update, uh, the bus rapid transit update, uh, we had uh, some discussion on that. You know among Staff and with uh, you know some of the some of the members, um, we we thought about the you know quarterly update uh, versus uh, you know semi-annual update. We decided to go with a semi-annual update because uh, uh, the board is the main agency, kind of uh, uh, you know deciding on a lot of the bus rapid transit issues. Uh, I think for, for our commission, it's basically an update for us, so we are aware of uh, 
evaluated, so we can uh, help us implementing a lot of the uh, the plans uh, recommended by the board and approved by the common council. Uh, we feel like you know quarterly would be a little bit too much for for staff, as a lot of times there's no new information. So we think about doing uh, semi-annually, um, but we can bring in staff anytime when there is uh, interest or when there are uh, things, bigger things happening or there's a, there are milestones. So so that, that's kind of the, the plan right now. So for quarter two, that's from October to December. Uh, you know, again, we'll have uh, the quarter reports uh, from agencies, and uh, we'll have a uh, annual traffic crash report um, from uh, traffic engineering. Uh, you know, the one we just did uh, a lot long ago. Uh, we're also going to have the preliminary discussion on the traffic signal priority list. Which are which you know this, this body handled it uh, as well. So that would be just uh, you know the the first review uh, at it. Uh, so quarter then we move to quarter three, which will be January to March. Uh, you know again the regular quarter reports, um, and uh, that would be a good time for traffic engineering to uh, bring the neighborhood traffic management plan list uh, to this body. Um, yeah, we have kind of done that, uh, uh, you know, use this timing for this year. Um, and then uh, the traffic signal priority list and the final approval for that will happen uh, in the first quarter as well, just we, as we did uh, last time. Um, then uh, we have the, the BRT update on here. Again, uh, you know, we can change the timing of those depending on the needs. And then the, the, the first quarter, uh, April to June, uh, you know, have the regular quality reports. Um, we also plan to have a B-cycle, you know, to do an annual update uh, for this commission so that we are aware of, uh, uh, you know, the trends on its operations and uh, the plans for the future years. And um, we're also planning on bringing uh, new traffic engineering staff back to follow up on the annual crash report. Uh, you know, here I want to thank the commission for the uh, the input, the great input to the staff about you know how to best utilize the traffic uh, annual trash report, uh, not just produce a report but uh, you know really use it to identify improvement projects and also collaborate with uh, um, uh, our agencies like um, uh, police department, engineering to you know, do enforcement, education where it's really needed and also do improvements where it's really needed to kind of guide our uh, public works projects as well. So uh, we have a meeting uh, scheduled next week uh, with uh, PD to go over the top 30 intersections. Uh, traffic engineer staff did a lot of analysis. We went through each, yeah, each intersection, each crashes. So we can talk about you know, how can we improve things from not only from engineering standpoint of view, but also coher coherently from uh, uh, education enforcement standpoint of view. So, um, and then um, annually, uh, city engineering uh, will do a, a TIP, a transportation improvement plan. Uh, we want to bring them here, uh, you know, give us a preview about uh, 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 their plan for transportation improvements uh, for the following year and to distribute doing of, do it for a few years.
Um, and then, uh, you know, as, as kind of mentioned at the beginning, uh, at the end of uh, uh, each year, we want to, you know, go a uh, review of the work plan. Uh, so the staff will work with the chair, prepare the, the work plan again, and uh, we'll uh, bring that to the commission, uh, you know, for review and for, uh, for approval. Uh, again, you know, end of the year, we also think it's, a, you know, also with the new members on board at time, we think it's a good time to review um, the special rules uh, and the handbook, if there's anything needs to be updated or uh, modified, that'd be a you know good time to do that uh, um, at least on a new, a new basis, uh, so that we can keep current with uh, with things. So if I can, if I can just add, one sure. of the things that hmm. we had talked about was the um, the timing of the appointments. You know, the alder appointments, and in April, I believe it is, and uh, um, the commission appointments. Our appointments all come up in June, so. To have a new body try and figure out your work plan for the year when you have a bunch of new people on it, it's better for the people who've been on for that year to say, okay, this is how it went this year. Let's let's try, you know, something different or amend it or work on it, and then have that in place for the next year. And then that group that comes in would have that same opportunity at the end of the next year. So we figured that's why this particular annual cycle would work out better for the reviewing all of these things along with our organizational things mm -hmm. yeah um, so those are kind of you know the uh, the regular recurring items probably for uh, you know every year I think once we have a uh, we have a go through this year to see how it works uh, we can make adjustments uh, you know next year and from I, I think you know, from 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 there uh, we probably will have a pretty good idea you know, for future years for the you know the, the recurring items, um, but there's also going to be you know some non-recurring items as well uh, for each year. This, those will be different every year. Uh, you know some of those, uh, for example, for this year, uh, those will be on the page three. Uh, for for example, right now uh, we're working on the the handbook for the commission. Uh, hopefully, once that's done, uh, it won't has doesn't have to be repeated next year. Um, also, uh, we're thinking about the, you know doing more orientation and the tours for new commission members. Uh, you know, thank uh, some of you who already attended some of the tours. Uh, so we will co correlate with uh, um, uh, the commission and uh, trying to schedule more tours. Uh, hopefully, um, everyone have a chance to um, uh, tour our facilities. Um, also this year, uh, also this is you know one of the feedbacks from this commission. I think it's very um, uh, good. Is the transportation traffic engineering toolkit uh, presentation. So uh, we are kind of thinking about how we can develop a comprehensive toolkit that, that we can bring in this commission, uh, you know, to make you informed. And also, uh, we feel like that will be very helpful, um, you know, for for future businesses of the of the commission. Um, so uh, the next item, the construction changes impacting parking garage lifespans. You know that's also one of the uh, excellent suggestions from this this body. Uh, we just did that uh, last uh, last meeting. So yeah, for some of you who may have uh, missed it, uh, we can get the slides to you if you're interested. Um, 
Also, you know, we're working on the Jajidaw Square parking garage project, so we'll provide updates uh, from time to time as needed on that project this year. Um, the DOT staff is also working on two corridor studies this year. That's a Wilson Street corridor study and a Bassett Street corridor study. Uh, so we're going to bring that to the to the commission as well. So there, um, so for corridor studies, we have a lot of discussions on that. You know, with the attorney's office and uh, you know, with Anne, uh, with Tom. Um, so typically, the corridor study will be the responsibility of the transportation policy planning board. Um, but these two projects will be different because this was added uh, at a uh, in the last minute uh, through budget amendment. Um, um, through a budget process, at a very late stage of budget process. So it's uh, very hard for um, for staff to come up with a, with a study and a protocol plan first, and then uh, you know come to this commission for approaching metrics and goes to construction. If we do that, it's not going to have time to do it. So this one is a little bit different. Uh, these two probably handle a little bit differently. Uh, so the idea is that uh, uh, as the board is working on maybe a full corridor plan, uh, the Triple Ten Commission will approve the the geometrics of the block that's going to be constructed, uh, you know, in 2019. Um, so those will be the uh, the idea for for this year. But for future corridor studies, uh, which will be more be coming up, um, there'll be probably a clear, more clear structure for that. And it will be the board will be acting on it first, being approved by Common Council. And uh, when the projects come on, it comes to the Transportation uh, Commission for implementation. Um, and uh, so those those are the things that, you know for sure it's going to appear here uh, this year. Uh, in the final section, is talking about some items that uh, may appear, uh, different situation. It may or may not appear in front of us. So I will not, you know, go through uh, uh, those at this point. Um, you know, again, this is a this is a draft. Um, we are thinking about the, you know having this approved at uh, our June 26 uh, meeting. Um, so there, so we are still taking you know inputs, and uh, I think some of you already you know sent inputs uh, uh, in. So really appreciate that. Um, so, you know, uh, we have a lot of time left, uh, so please, uh, you know, review it and, uh, you know, share any thoughts uh, with Anne or with me. We'll, we'll try to get that, you know, incorporated in, a, uh, in this document um, as much as we can. Uh, you know, so, you know, um, you know although I'm the, the kind of main author of the, the document, but uh, lots of you provide a lot of valuable input to the document, so really appreciate the, uh, that. Um, yeah, just uh, you know, share any thoughts with Anne or me. Yeah, thank you. There are discussion yeah. points right now. Do you have a question? Uh, sure. Corridor studies. Which mm -hmm. other? I know you mentioned. Oh, sorry, mm -hmm. there would be others um, uh -huh. coming up in the future. Do you have any kind of off the top of your head that you anticipate going through more the normal channel? Sure. Uh, a good example would be the uh, Shan Corners. Um, so that's uh, you know the the add with the avenue area. Mm -hmm. uh, so that that's probably the one that uh, the staff going to do uh, next. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's also going to be an interesting, uh, you know, corridor study, trying to look at things. Uh, you know, historically, we have been focused on, you know, project by project. Uh, now we're trying to do it, uh, you know, a little more systematic uh, study, you know, which, uh, you know, other uh, Campbell played, uh, you know, a very um, critical role in that, making that change. I think it's a really good change. So thank you for that. Um, so, so that I so I understand mm -hmm. from a yep. like you know kind uh, of historical perspective. Right. So mm -hmm. um, I mean, could it potentially could somebody put that in a budget again, where we get to the same situation where we're having to make decisions before we've been able to go through a more robust planning process? Um, it's uh, possible, but try to avoid that. You know, um, you know, council members can. And make changes, uh, you know, to the to the budget. Um, so um, so it's possible, okay. but uh, I guess we'll try to you know plan ahead as much as we can. Uh, yeah, that's a good question though. It wasn't. Meant to be a I was just curious whether there right. have been any changes structurally between yeah. last time and this time that would make the process work differently. So. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the staff. I think we'll we'll try to be as flexible as we can. Sure. You know, we're here to serve the public, serve the um, uh, the council members and uh, uh, you know we staff the commissions. So whatever, um, yeah, we, we we definitely have some flexibility. We'll try to work with everybody to to you know adapt the process. Sure. But ideally, we like to do the you know corridor plan first, and then uh, do the projects, give you projects. Okay. Yeah. I had one other question. Uh -huh. Yes, had one um, with the some of the quarterly um, items that kind of happen once a quarter. So I, the one that stood out to me was the traffic signal priority, the preliminary review mm -hmm. in um, at the end of the year. I assume that works with all of the timing of the data collection as well. Do you have like easy access to rolling 12-month data where, you know, it's not dependent on past year end data? Exactly. Okay. So. That's uh, yes, another really good question. So, so a lot of the you know timing of these these uh, uh, items uh, are timed this way exactly for that reason, because uh, a lot of times there are a lot of uh, you know uh, for example data support being needed, so we need to uh, have time uh, to do the front end study. We also have need the time to you know uh, in the first project we're going to do that year. Once it's approved, we need to have time to uh, produce plans. And find a contractor, and get it built. Uh, so the the timing is kind of critical. That's a lot of lot of things. You know, we kind of uh, slice them into different quarters uh, by the need uh, of it. So obviously, there's some flexibility. Maybe moving that you know a month or two, but probably not that, not any anything more beyond that. Sure. No. Uh, I mean, either that right. Uh, before construction in the summer, mm -hmm. you have. Exactly. Spring, but I guess just mm -hmm. you know, wanting to make sure that then you'll have data available for September through September, for example, as you're making, you know, if we wanted to look at 12 months of data or mm -hmm. certain studies, that that would be before the end of the year. Right. Yeah, also for some of the projects, for example, uh, you know, the traffic coming list, for example, that also has a lot of data gathering involved. Also, we have to work with uh, um, all the neighbors who have requested uh, these kind of type of projects. Um, we try to keep that window, request window for as long as we can so that, 
their request can be looked at. Uh, if if um, you know in mass criteria, it can be done relatively soon instead of waiting for you know one one year or two years. So that's another consideration here. Other comments, Bill. Um, several um, mm -hmm. questions and comments. I'll start with the, the question just to just make sure I understand. And it might be worth under the very bottom at the last page, annual traffic crash report. So that's the the prior calendar year. Correct. Crashes. I, I think yes. Yeah. The top of yeah. the next page it explains it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. But it. Oh, okay. Yeah. For previous, it's the yeah. calendar year, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So also, uh, you know, one one of the comments that uh, I heard from um, um, you all is that uh, um, a lot of times we we put titles on work plans or agendas, but really don't. Uh, people when look at it, they don't even know what what is what is about. Uh, you know, what's our roles uh, in it? Um, so we're trying to be more, I guess, uh, be more clear uh, on that. So I put uh, you know a little bit description. Uh, under each item, talking about what is what item is about, and uh, what are we expecting from the the, the commission. Uh, so hopefully that helps to clear clarify things a little bit. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, up on the, the uh, police department under the first quarter mm -hmm. uh, traffic, Madison Police Department staff to provide a quarterly report on traffic safety, observation, enforcement, etc. I, I think. What, what I was trying to focus on when, when uh, I think at that time it was Captain Wheeler was here, mm -hmm. was, was to find out if we could from them mm -hmm. what have their priorities been and what are their priorities in the future. Mm -hmm. And if we had that stated there, that that's what we're trying to draw out from them mm -hmm. is at least what I think, rather than just giving us a data dump. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd like to know what... What have they been focusing on, and then what, based on the the analysis or their analysis of the crashes? Um, Bill, could you could you look at the the minutes from last time? There were some comments in um, quoted here that the report should be aligned to traffic safety issues, how the traffic enforcement safety team and MPD can connect the information in the reports provided to the commission with known safety issues to work with the commission and traffic engineering to identify chronic safety issues to possibly deploy MPD based on these issues. So right, they, right. So we could maybe take some of what was, I was here. In I was trying to just summarize, that? summarize sure. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what are their priorities in the past that they've been working on? And... What are they going to be working on the next quarter? Okay, so we can yeah. take some of the feedback we gave two times ago and yeah. this time, yeah. this okay. past quarter, and, and maybe change and update. Because they have new staff that. coming on, it might be a good time to work with them as far as yeah. what yeah, actually, our expectations are. Yeah, we had already been in conversation with uh, uh, you know the, the new staff members from, uh -huh. uh, from MPD. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know we have to, not only MPD, but also private engineer as well, but to communicate more with uh, um, with the enforcement team, mm -hmm. uh, you know where we see that where we see the issues, and uh, try to um, you know give them a little bit more uh, I guess guidance guidance on where they should focus on We're looking. the enforcement exactly yeah. Um, the, mm -hmm. Go ahead. You you stop. 
the uh, school zone safety update, and I, I think that we haven't had that yet. Yeah, that's great, and I, I think that's. <laughs> right. But one of the things that I'm, I guess, I have particular interest in and concerns about is is sidewalk deficiencies mm-hmm. that that uh, around schools. Mm-hmm. Sidewalk deficiencies. Deficiencies where we don't have sidewalks, but we should have sidewalks oh. or could consider or you know what. What are the problem areas become before they, especially become, before they become a, a problem? Let's say before somebody gets hurt. If if that's what I'm, I I know there's some schools that have some deficiencies. Okay, and I think that would be a an interest that I would have. Mm-hmm. Has that come up at the council with that? Mm-hmm. So that's we'll add that into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that possible to have uh, uh, let me discuss with uh, with Tom on that. This, we haven't seen this report yet, so. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think um, uh, we can probably you know tackle it from many fronts. Uh, you know, for a transportation commission, uh, you know, we can probably identify some of the issues, try to make improvements. Issues, right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we may hear, um, but we may also want to maybe work in a more systematic way, which which has to re- involve uh, uh, the board. Uh, maybe we should look at the, uh, should we have a comprehensive uh, pedestrian plan? And, and uh, the, you know, the schools uh, maybe should be an uh, important part in that. So, I think so, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah because, right. Bill, what you're really talking about is what happens if they're right at five feet beyond the school safety border. Right, right. You're, and, and kids are walking in the street or on the, on the snow or whatever, but it's not officially in the school. Right. Oh, yeah, it's not yeah. on the school property necessarily. It might be on. Yeah. And I, I maybe getting off the, a little bit about, but part of this has to do with, and these are, thing, why aren't they out there now? It's because of, there might be big funds, funding issues. Sure. And, and I, I think they have to be addressed, and whether it's, uh, you know, to the council or, you know, it's, it could be, policy. Uh, yeah, policy, the policy board may have to step in, and I, I think that's a, uh, that there is a reason why there's no sidewalk there, and and uh, maybe not a very good one, but there's there's a reason, and, and I think I, I'd like to make sure that we try to stay in front of that before somebody gets hurt. If, if we know that there's a problem out there, Let's at least put it on the plate and see if we can address them. So we've, we've talked in the past about um, the relationship between the policy board and the commission. And most often it's the policy board approving policies and then we're implementing, the commission is implementing those policies. This would be the reverse where we're responsible for safety, transportation safety issues. That's very clear in the commission in that, that section of the ordinance that deals with the Transportation Commission. So this would be one way if we identify safety issues and feel that it might be good to consider a new policy that we would be able, we would be going a different direction and making suggestions to the policy board to, to consider something, which Rebecca, you know, you as a cross member could potentially take that back. Yeah, if, the if we board get is going to start working on a pedestrian plan, just like we're working on a bike oh, facilities plan. Okay. It is going to start working on a pedestrian facilities plan, which we don't currently oh, okay. have. So, but like you said, that so I 
actual safety issues that are happening now that we, that might intersect with these reports, is, I think it would be important for us to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Did you have? Are you done with your? Um, yeah, I, I I think so. And I just to finish up on that. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not just the transportation policy board, but also engineering. Engineering has policies mm -hmm. on funding. Yes. And that's that's where it kind of sidewalks puts. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then you have the Safe Route to School mm -hmm. uh, discount program. Right, right, which is great. That Very heavily used. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and how those are prioritized, I think, is mm -hmm. that's what planning yeah. should be involved with. Yeah, and, yeah. So if I can just, before, before, if I can just summarize, one of the, the themes that I've been hearing as we've had reports brought to us is please don't just bring us a bunch of numbers. Please bring us how these numbers impact safety issues that we should be considering. So for those reports that haven't come to us yet, like the school zone safety and crossing guard assignments, if we can be proactive and ask people to think about those things, perhaps we might end up having two stages like we did um, you know, with the annual crash report, where you come and say, here are the numbers, it's going to take us some time to digest this, and we think we might have certain issues, but we'll need to come back to you again. But um, I hear a theme from everybody that we want to understand the implications of the numbers, not just see the numbers. Would that be true mm -hmm. is where you're headed? Yeah. yeah. And their priorities, like mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Yes. Implications so and priorities, yep. That's, that's a good, good point. So for crash reports, um, should we um, – Still do the 2 C process. Mm -hmm. uh, I think fine. okay. Oh, yeah. you know, plus yeah, first one, you said when we have the yep. we tidy all the numbers, yep. we let it, you, uh, the commission know about it, yeah. and the staff will you know do more digging into it. Yep. Come up with uh, you know dig, dig more into it, come up with recommendations. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Bridget, mm -hmm. sorry. No. Uh, so I just have a question, sort of following up on I think what Bill was asking, and it's just my ignorance here, but it actually came up at the state level today and something else I was working on. Does the city of Madison have something that could be maybe classified as like a complete streets policy? As a what? Complete streets policy. Is it an we ordinance? We adopted, the city adopted a policy back in 2009. A resolution, yeah. not a resolution. Right. It is a just a resolution. resolution. It's a policy. Okay. It's not a city ordinance. Uh -huh. And does, is it tied to funding? Or is it just simply... It's just simply engineering. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kind of a, I don't want to say goals or vision, but yeah. but on how projects aspirations uh, projects are put together. Okay. Okay. And then uh, the other thing I wanted to just ask is uh, one of the things that I'm wondering about on the um, sort of work plan is if it would be possible to suggest um, having I guess a report even annually just from the. the City of Madison Transportation Office to talk about sort of goals for the, the coming year. What are the what changes are anticipated? Um, uh, you know what what kinds of things as a whole um, you anticipate working on. Um, for example, I know you guys just hired a bike ped coordinator, and I know that that position is going to be different from the the incumbent, and maybe right. things like well. Mm. What, what's going to change and, you know, what what will be new looking forward. I think that would be really helpful um, kind of as an overall picture of 
I wonder if that might make sense with the um, joint meeting with the Transportation Policy and Planning Board as we'll also be discussing budget. Mm -hmm. And so like talking about those things in terms yeah. of budget and budget priorities and then this board could um, get on board with actually supporting that politically perhaps. Yeah. So perhaps we could refine after the joint meeting and say, i.e., budget, budget priorities, um, goals for the year. Annual, right, transportation department. Mm -hmm. Annual goals. Yeah. Pro slash projects. Yeah. yeah. Sort of just looking ahead for the year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that would be um, similar to we, we had a, a great introduction to all the to the department and all of the various divisions where we had a PowerPoint that said this is who we are is how many people work there is what we have so maybe an abbreviated version of that is you know hey here's our budget and you know here's what we're working on for the next year here's what's different yeah. um, from what you've heard before kind of thing because I think both bodies would that's a great suggestion both bodies would be interested in hearing that so very good I'm wondering, you know, the processes I'm listening to Bill and other people, what if we had a thing where in one, um, we, like two meetings prior to when these reports are due that we have on the agenda. So, for example, it would be the school zone safety update thing, right? And as part of the agenda at the end, we could say, okay, this is going to come up in two, in a month from now. Um, any questions that you have um, ahead of time? And so then we could all, because this is way too much for me to think about all the different questions on all of this. But if I'm just sort of rolled out and I only have to think about it too, ahead of time, that gives you enough time to communicate to your staff that says, in addition to this data, and other things that you've been thinking about, you might want to get uh, your head around giving us some ideas because we have questions about how you prioritize crash stuff or sidewalk stuff or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it would be close enough to the time that they could still look for data if they have it or at least think about something um, and, it's, and it's not overwhelming. Because I couldn't sit here and go through all of this and say, oh, yeah, when you when you come up with this report, I probably would think about this. No. Yeah. Well, and, and it's also helpful for the folks who are on the receiving end of those comments because the look on the lieutenant's face when we started talking about some of these things, poor guy, new to the process, new to coming before us, bringing the report. Well, that's why I was saying it. And all of a sudden, we said, okay, don't just bring us this stuff. What are you going to do about this? And and it obviously. I mean, he handled it great, but it clearly caught him off guard. And we'll have to think about how to implement something like that, Ken, but if we can let people know ahead of time that... Or expectations. Right. Yeah. These are some of the things that we'd like you to be thinking about before you, you come and talk to us. So the, We won't the, catch them off guard. The way I would envision it is that just like you have an agenda now, we would have a certain section and it would say, okay, heads up, you know, there's going to be a police department quarterly report meeting here and let's, as part of today's agenda, we talk about what we, what kind of things we're interested in for two meetings from now agenda. But it's just those two or three reports that would yeah. be coming up that time. And we'll think about how to do that because it, 
we have to be careful to make sure that agenda items are specific enough, but I think we could do that. Yeah. I think we could make it specific en enough to let people know what we'd want to be talking about. Okay. So I think that, that would likely be very helpful for the folks who are coming in, wouldn't it? Yeah. And, uh, Bill? Uh, I'd like to, you know, we had the uh, construction changes impacting parking garage lifespans. And that mm -hmm. was a presentation. Mm -hmm. and I thought that was great. You know, we get out of the just approving stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, learning some things. One of the things I'd like to learn about is the Safe Routes to School program, how it works in Madison, a presentation by staff on what are the, what are the, what is the city, are there ordinances that have been passed or resolutions been passed or policies that have been, that staff of uh, departments have put together? I, you know, those are the kinds of a presentation like that, I think I would be interested in. Okay. Because that may have then, what I learned from that, may have some other bearing on some of these other things we've been talking about this afternoon. So thinking about that, we would likely want to have that before we see the crossing guard and mm -hmm. the rules on safety. Yeah. So yeah. it would help us be, this be prepared is another for pattern. That. You know, we've had some presentations from Tom and from other folks to help us get up to speed on some of these things before we've actually had the presentation on that particular topic. So if we can try and have that presentation, uh, then that would help us be more informed before we have the opportunity to see these. And, and I'm not opposed to doing some research or something, but I'd like to know, you know where it's where I can get my hands on them, sure. read up on it, on any of these types of things, what our policy is on. Yeah. Funding sidewalks, for instance, as an example. So we suggestion of having an opportunity, maybe you know, to me a month or six weeks ahead, to get to that, those things because I know, though, for me, it's also helpful when we can cluster some of those topics together instead of just having, you know, kind of ad hoc presentations on this and that. It's when they're mm -hmm. all out of context. It's I think it's harder to kind of it to what we're seeing later so rather than just having someone come in at some point and tell us about safe routes to school it's helpful when it's part of a measured agenda basically mm -hmm. within the agenda to say okay this meeting we're going to talk about safe routes to school in anticipation of the next meeting talking about schools on safety and that's kind of a block that we tackle in one quarter and I think um, I do want to compliment Yang this is this is a an incredibly useful tool, which probably took you a really long time to put together. And as we're talking about training new members, you know, what better tool to be able to say, here, this is what we do. You know, this is the, this is in, in a typical in the year. Break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you can, this is, this is what we'll be looking for. So it's, it's just really an excellent tool. And Rebecca, I would think that if other groups don't have something like this, it would be, be really handy for every group to have something like this. So, this is this is the beginning, and it, it um, it's obviously going to be something that that can change because other topics are going to come up, and so it you know it'll it'll change as we go throughout the year, and we'll add things that you know we hadn't thought of in the past. But you know, this is an incredibly active group and a group who's incredibly curious about being informed before we make decisions. So if we can do as you guys have suggested and try and plan things so we are more educated before they come to us, 
um, you know, I think that's going to be really helpful to all of us. So all really great suggestions. But I want to make sure to thank Yang for the uh, for the work on this because this is a, just an incredibly useful document. Thank you. So, yeah, so we'll try and um, and plan it that way so that we can do that. And and if we, you know, have to think about how far in advance because if, you know, if we, um, I mean, we have our regular quarterly reports, but then we have the, the other reports that come in, you know, annually, for example, um, that we'd have to have enough lead time if there's a presentation that somebody wants that we can get that in there. So that's something maybe we can talk about at our next agenda setting meeting in terms of how how can we how can we get into the habit of doing this and use this work plan to to back up from when we plan to have this particular report and inform the commission this is coming you know what questions do we have what other information might we want to see either before it comes or actually in that report. Does that, does that sort of accomplish what everybody else is thinking about? Yeah, I mean, I think it helps to have regularity, too, with this being an annual plan, and I, I like that aspect of it because then if, you know, if we think that, oh, you know, maybe somebody is curious about a certain topic and wants to see a presentation on it, it also is maybe something where, okay, you know, that was a topic that we typically addressed in the previous quarter, maybe – you know that that then will be deferred for, you know, we defer that presentation for nine months maybe, or I think it helps also so that it's not just con for, from a staff perspective, just like on-demand presentations all the time. We can have some regularity to when we as commission members can expect to be able to request presentations on certain subjects and topics. Mm -hmm. Great, really, really good conversation. Other, other thoughts? Okay, so um, I've taken lots of notes, and has been, we've all been absorbing this. Uh, so really good feedback from from everybody. As you all notice, I'm a copious note taker to try and remember all this stuff. This is going in my green binder binder. <laughs> there you go. It's a def. It's it's the best resource that we're going to have <laughs> for our agenda. So this is this is really really great. Until it gets. Okay. So again, uh, you know, this is a work in progress. So, you know, thank you everyone for for the input and uh, continue sending, you know, your thoughts to us, um, and uh, we'll do our best to incorporate those. Yeah, very good. Uh, okay. So, next on the agenda, uh, the crossover report, Rebecca, from the policy board. The policy board met earlier this month. And we passed or approved a policy for the street use permit. What are they called? They're basically a staff team that reviews requests for use of streets. Um, and particularly downtown, they're having um, difficulty really making their decisions stick and having authority. So they wanted some policy around um, policy guidelines for how to make their decisions. Um, and they worked with, Drew, did you work on that? Who from the street use? Were you on? Special events. Okay, right. And the city attorneys and um, we're really um, trying to balance the 
need of people who use Metro, of Metro users on different parts of the city with, um, and the uh, future of BRT with the issuance of permits because it's just extremely um, difficult when, you know, every weekend or every other weekend the bus routes are, are moved and there's detours. Um, and yet there are these legacy events that really are, you know, define Madison, the taste of Madison, you know, that, you know, all of these events and there's more and more and more coming and demanding the use of our streets and our public right of way. So the staff really wants council and policymaker uh, guidelines for how to prioritize their decision and, and when they can say no and um, how to accommodate the events that are already here and that expect um, to be where they are. Uh, so the TPPB spent quite a bit of time uh, discussing this with the street use um, team and uh, passing a, it was kind of a modified version of, um, of the proposal. So that'll be coming to council next week, I think, for final approval. Um, we adopted the 100% renewable Madison report with um, a, sort of an exception for Metro, given that it is not financially or physically possible to convert the fleet to all electric in the time frame that um, this 100% renew this renewable report recommends. Um, but um, we talked about ways in which um, carbon credits and, you know, we can, we could achieve that goal by other means, by not, not necessarily by having an all-electric fleet by 2030, but by um, having as much as we can by 2030 and, you know, purchasing carbon credits and using other, or other tools. Um, we also passed sort of this comfort re resolution directing city staff to pursue negotiations with the owners of Oscar Meyer for use of uh, two buildings there as uh, expansion for bus barn for bus storage. And that's about it. And I do believe, uh, Patrick, isn't that at special events, what Rebecca was talking about earlier, the street use, that's going to come to us at some point, isn't it? I don't think so. No. That just went to information. No. I think that's done. That's going to council next okay. week. Okay. Okay. I thought you said that you're going to wind up here eventually. Nope. Special events. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I have that on my list of things that people were interested in the impact of the special events on transportation. So. Uh, so there. Well, there may be larger issues to discuss around that, but the specific. This ordinance change is policy guidance right. for the That's staff right. team to use. Yeah. Right. No, I understand so that. I understand that. We wouldn't be weighing in and it was informational only, but That's uh, possible, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tom may include that in his report or something. Yeah. Actually, in fact, is it possible? How is, what's the best way for me to try to get a hold of what passed? Well, I can send it. It's in Legistar, so. It is. If you go into Legistar under what's at the, um, what was passed at the Transportation Policy Board. The 4th? Yeah. The 4th? Mm -hmm. Although, it, I think I could just email it. It's better. I just have the link. I can, I can email it to you, okay. Patrick, and you can send sure. it out. That would be great. That would be wonderful. Okay. Any other questions of what happened at the Policy Board? Okay. Uh, 
got the reports of other committees, which are available in Legistar. Um, general announcements by the chair. I didn't have anything other than the change in our um, membership that I talked about earlier. Uh, any other suggestions for future agendas? We've had a, a lot of conversation about items already about uh, future agenda. Anything else that anybody wants to consider for a future agenda? Um, work plan and, and it impacts future agendas. I guess one other thought that I had is um, I'd, I would be open to considering also the frequency as we as we try this out for a while, the frequency of some of the quarterly reports, so the police, parking, and metro. Um, I think it's valuable information, but it sounds like as we, as our discussion has kind of shifted to wanting more depth in each topic, I wonder whether there might be an opportunity to shift some of those from quarterly to semi-annually or less frequently um, so that we can focus time more on getting more in-depth with each. Because those feel to me more like with a quarterly report, we get more just metrics on ridership, on um, you know rates, and where there aren't actual changes happening that we would be weighing in on, maybe we can do those less frequently. So. Agendas? Used to do them monthly. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And then we went to like quarterly. Metro, we did monthly and then we yeah. did quarterly. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it's appropriate to keep it quarterly. Maybe we try that mm -hmm. for a year, but it feels like we're interested in adding a lot to the agendas and seeking more depth, I guess. Mm -hmm. So maybe there ways to reduce. And possibly the the report from the the police department maybe maybe quarterly is, I mean we you know we haven't had those uh, we had those at Ped Bike did, were those quarterly at Ped Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did that work, Rebecca? Go ahead. Well, with the frustrations of, you know, them giving us this and us wanting that, but um, which uh, thank you Yang for working with them and it seems like the new lieutenant is really interested in, in working on aligning that. Um, I was just going to say, I think there's a way in which we could still get the reports quarterly, um, but just have it be more perfunctory on our perfunctory on our agenda. Mm -hmm. So I, I know um, Chuck has worked hard to like do a, a narrative page and to have you know have it be easily understood, so that if we just read it and just you know, asked him for questions so they wouldn't have to do presentations every quarter. Mm -hmm. um, there wouldn't be that expectation. But I, I appreciate the data, the seeing the data quarterly. I don't know if the staff appreciate doing the reports, but um, mm -hmm. it's good. I think it's good practice for them. It helps them keep track of trends for themselves. And so, so having it is good. <laughs> but I agree that we don't necessarily need to take up a whole bunch of our meeting time discussing it. I think we've made some strides at taking less time on the presentation of them, so uh, we'll continue to work on that and just have a summary with highlights and really focus on that and questions. Um, does that would that accomplish the same thing? Okay. Other topics. Okay. Uh, adjournment. Move. Me needs a second. Second. All right. Motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed?
Motion carried. Um, good meeting. I, the, the conversation on the work plan was really, really helpful.